G'day guys and welcome back to the Chip and Chase podcast. Just sitting down now at the conclusion of the Harvey Norman All-Stars game where the Indigenous All-Stars, of course, took away the victory tonight over the Maori All-Stars 22-14 to and just thought I'd sit down and jot down a few of my thoughts and just sort of ramble them on this podcast while they're still fresh in my mind having the game conclude not five minutes ago. So firstly, of course, we want to give a, a massive congratulations to the Indigenous All-Stars. I mentioned on the previous podcast in my preview for this match that you could almost consider this game a a tiebreaker of sorts with the previous three games being one each and then a tie between the series. So if that's the way you want to view it, 22-14 to 14 for the Indigenous this year, that, that wraps it up for them. So obviously a massive congratulations to the Indigenous All-Stars tonight. Honestly, I do think the, the scoreline flattered the Maori All-Stars in the end. I thought they were, with no better way of putting it, I thought they were really poor tonight. And for the final score to end 22-14, I think that flatters them immensely. Of course, Xavier Willison crossing in the 78th minute to to bring it back a bit closer. But I do think the Indigenous All-Stars were by far and away the better team tonight. And it's it's reflected in the game. They did thoroughly deserve the victory. When looking at the game from start to finish, however... I, I do have to admit I was quite disappointed in, in the game tonight. As as you all know, if, if you've heard the previous podcast, this is one of my favourite games in the calendar year when it comes to footy. I love seeing these two cultures go at it and the passion that's just, that's displayed. But I know it was, it was a bit it was wet up in Queensland tonight, so obviously conditions played a, played a part in it. Or but there was just a lot of errors, a lot of sloppy footy. And admittedly, I'm not the biggest fan of the new format of the, of the All-Stars concept. I think unlimited interchanges and 20-minute quarters make it really hard to get a good flow to the game and for the players to, to ease into the game and get a grip when there's players constantly being switched out and positions being changed and you start at fullback and now you're on the wing and now you're at 5-8. It makes it really hard for the players. And then in terms of viewing, it, it sort of reflects in that and when the players can't really get a feel for the game, you end up with sloppy footy, which I, I do think is what we got tonight. And that was really disappointing, to be honest. Um, as yeah, From a viewing standpoint, I didn't enjoy it too much at all. I mean, it's good to have footy back and it's good to see players out there. And, of course, the the entire concept of, of the All-Stars game is brilliant. The, the lead-up show... The Haka, the Indigenous War Cry, like all that stuff is is absolutely excellent and it really sets a tone. And to be honest, maybe disappointing disappointingly, I thought that that was probably the highlight of the night. I, I love my footy, but it was a really poor game from both sides, especially from the Maori All-Stars. And I don't put that... I mean, it's pre-season and, and these players don't play with each other normally. Like, it, it, you've come into camp, you have only a set amount of time to learn your structures, learn your plays and learn what everybody, how everybody plays. So, of course, that's going to play a part into it. And, of course, the conditions in, in Queensland tonight were pretty torrid, very rainy night for, for the game. So I understand all that. But personally, I don't like the, the NRL's changes in making it an unlimited interchange. I understand why. It's, it's good to give everybody in the squad a run, especially when you're playing for your culture. But from a viewing perspective, it just makes it really hard to know who's out there, you know, what position they're playing. And even just, you know, the structures of, of all the players look quite clunky. In saying that, though, there were still some really good moments. I thought Josh Haddo-Carr tonight had a fantastic game. Of course, opened the scoring with 
well, sorry, Joseph Tarpany opened the scoring, but uh, for the Indigenous All-Stars, quickly after, Adokar crossed for two pretty quick tries. And But what, what really impressed me from Adokar tonight was his defence and just his effort plays. He was, he was everywhere on the field tonight. And personally, I didn't know Josh Adokar really had that in him. He's always been a, he's been a solid defender on the wing, but what we know him for is his excitement, his pace, and his try-scoring ability. But... Seeing him tonight, he played really well. I also thought Braden Trindle for the Indigenous All-Stars. I thought he was excellent tonight. And it was really good seeing how he linked up with uh, with Nico Hines. It's good omens for Cronulla moving forward. It's just a, just a pre-season game, if you will. And a lot of players that they're not going to play with week in, week out. But the way they combined, I thought, was really, really strong. And so there's good signs there. And yeah, Trindle... In general, I thought he had a really good game. I think he's going to be a star. I've always really liked him coming through the grades. His kicking game tonight was next level, like short kicking, long kicking. He had the ball on a string. He had one sort of fluff up when he, he tried to kick for the speed men out wide and managed to somehow kick it to the opposite side of the field. So besides that that one little blemish, I thought Trindle was really great. He's... His short passing game was really strong. Even his running game, he looked confident. He was engaging the line. So Trindle, I think he's going to have a really – he's in for a really good season. He did come off a bit with a a shoulder injury. It looked like a bit of a burner to me. Um, Didn't hear too many more reports on that. So hopefully he's all right because I'm I'm really excited to see how the Heinz-Trindle combo works for Cronulla this season. I also thought Josh Kerr was really good. I think he played with a bit of a point to prove. Obviously, someone who many expect probably won't make the Dolphins' best 17 this year as much as he's a Wayne Bennett boy. Wayne Bennett loves him. I thought he came out tonight and he played really, really strong. He His defense was aggressive. Every run he made was powerful. Uh, he had a couple errors here and there, uh, you know, just you sort of planning the ball errors that, Honestly, in tonight's game, he, he wasn't the, the only one to have those errors. But I did like how he played. I think he, he ended up with some really good stats, and I think he really brought that aggression. And and the passion that I thought was going to be on display, I didn't see too much of, but I thought Josh Kerr was one of those few that really sort of brought that that passion for this game. In terms of some standout performances for the Maori All-Stars, um, I thought Jack Holworth looked really, really good early. He sort of tampered off a bit towards the end. I'm not sure if there was any injuries or just because of how poor the, the Maori All-Stars were or just with the rotations. But I thought when he came on, he was really strong and he sh- sort of showed why there's been so much hype around him for three years now, if that, probably more. Like His name has been mentioned every every bloody preseason, but I thought he looked really good tonight. Um, I also thought Brandon Smith was great. Another one who came off a bit early with a head knock. So hopefully not nothing too too bad there. It was category two, so nothing too severe and hopefully nothing lingering there. But I thought his runs were strong as they always are. The way he can just pump his legs after contact is is incredible. And I thought his service was really good. I was watching him quite closely on a few a few times where the Indigenous All-Stars kicked long and all the Maori boys had to turn and, and chase back. He was slow to get back, obviously tired out there with not too too, too much of a um, replacement in the hookers. I think Jazz Tavanga served a bit of time in there as, as a bit of a replacement for him, but most of the work was on Brandon Smith. And in those moments where he was tired and coming back and turning around, 
he'd get into dummy half and his service was still really, really strong. And, you know, as I said, going along with his running game, which we all know he possesses and he's so great at, I think he he played really well and I'm excited to see him in his second season for the Roosters. I think he can only get better. I think Roosters in general can only get better. And I think now that Brendan's bought into their systems a bit more, I think I'm really excited for to see how he goes for the for the Roosters this year. Another one that caught my eye and probably everybody's eye, especially if you listen to the commentary, was Xavier Wilson, of course, scoring that late try. So that would have put him on everyone's radar. But I thought he had some pretty powerful runs. I thought he started pretty mediocre, pretty fine, just rucking it up. He he was brought on to start, obviously named on the bench originally, but started in place of Royce Hunt. Um his his runs by the end of the game, I think he was really turning the favour for the for the All Stars. If there weren't so many errors, he definitely had that potential to to swing the momentum in their favour. He was winning winning it through the ruck and matching it through the forward pack. So I thought he had some really good moments and of course, yeah, try to top it off and this performance could definitely solidify him in that in that Broncos starting 17. They're obviously stacked for forwards, but a performance like this in a rep game, which admittedly probably means more than your normal trial games, could definitely solidify him in that forward pack. He's, he's a gun, Xavier Willison. So thought he played really well, and I'm excited to see how he goes for the future. And just another one I wanted to touch on, I brought him up briefly in my preview for the match, but Bailey Beyond Iodo. It was great to see him back playing footy after uh, missing the entirety of last year through an ACL injury. Uh, he played pretty well. He had a, a couple errors, I believe, or at least one, but it was the effort plays that really uh, showed why he's he's been highly touted for so long and why I think he's going to be so instrumental in, in that Bulldogs team. I believe it was Xavier Wilson picking up a, a loose ball and running... 20, 30 metres to score, and it was beyond Iodo who chased down and dove one of the most fantastical dives I've ever seen, fully outstretched, caught him by the by the bootlaces and brought him down. But it wasn't just that. He got up after that tackle, after saving that try, went onto the short side and put the pressure on uh, Matt Timoko, who makes him lose the ball and drop it over the line. And that was a real turning point in the match, I think. I think... If the Maury All-Stars score that, I think they're right back in that contest and they, they're swinging momentum into them. And I thought, yeah, beyond Iodo, really, his effort plays in that area were fantastic. But more so than that, I was just really happy to see him back playing rugby league. And honestly, guys, there's not too much more I can say about this one. It was really hard to, to get a read on players, especially, you know, if you're looking for super coach purposes or anything. Minutes were here nor there, like everyone was being swapped. You're playing every position on the field. It was, yeah, it was ridiculous out there, to be honest. So um, there's not too much I can touch on, no no more like key performances, really. A lot of minutes are split pretty heavily down the middle. If you you look onto the NRO website, I'm looking on it now, and lots of 32 minutes for Tarpany, 39 for Bromwich, 39 for Britton Nicola, 31 for Thompson. These are your starting players. I don't know how accurate these stats are, obviously, the game having just concluded. But if these are, these are the people that you selected to start and they're not even playing half a game of footy, and, of course, as as I said, with just the nature of the game, going into 20-minute quarters, I understand, you know, drink breaks at the 20-minute mark, but I thought doing full quarters, going back on the sheds was a bit much, especially when... 
you can't really let fatigue set into the match because you're swapping every player on the field every three seconds because it's unlimited interchanges. So, yeah, it was a real, real hard game to get a read on for players. So not too many standout performances, but it's great to have footy back. It's it's great to just be able to sit down after work and, and watch some footy because there's no better feeling as as poor as I thought the game was. It's still better than, than anything else because rugby league is, is the greatest game of all. So thank you guys for tuning in for this one. I'll be working a few more days over the next couple of days, so not sure how the podcast will will go, but we'll see how we go. Obviously, all the trial matches, I'll try and get some content for the Instagram page to come out. So keep an eye on that, especially you super coach lovers, trying to have a bit of content there on, on a few players that impressed me there. But other than that, once all these trials wrap up, I'll do a big review of, of them. And I've got a few more things in the works with maybe some collaborations coming up, some actual Supercoach uh, podcast content. So keep an eye out for that. But, yeah, thank you guys for tuning in, and I'll see you guys in the next podcast.